Welcome to Echoes, the official podcast of the Florida State University Alumni Association. The FSU Alumni Association works to create meaningful connections between alumni and Florida State University, strengthening the alumni network and supporting students on campus every day. We couldn't do it without the support of our members, which allows us to continue to engage alumni through our eight affinity networks, 67 clubs and chapters, programming and awards, Vera's, our alumni magazine, and this podcast. Welcome back, Seminoles. We hope you're enjoying season two of Echoes. Florida State truly has the best alumni, and we love hearing and sharing their stories. Season three of Echoes is already in the works, so stay tuned for more information coming soon. Your membership at the FSU Alumni Association strengthens our university, increases the value of your FSU degree, and provides programs and services for fellow alumni and students nationwide. Join today at alumni.fsu.edu. On today's episode, our host, Keith Cottrell, speaks with Jimmy Petronas. Jimmy Petronas is the sitting chief financial officer for the state of Florida. After two years of community college in the Panhandle, he earned his bachelor's degree in political science from Florida State in 1996. His public service career began with an internship in the Florida Senate and the United Kingdom's House of Commons. Upon graduation, he was appointed to the Florida Elections Commission, beginning his public service, and he has served as the CFO of the state since 2017. Before we hear from Keith and Jimmy, here's a brief message from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by the Alumni Benefits Program. Do you have life insurance? Is it enough? Should the unexpected happen, could your loved ones still achieve the dreams you worked so hard for? With life insurance, they can. We offer well-priced insurance for all life stages, so whether you're starting out, growing your family, or nearing retirement, we've got you covered. Alumni, students, faculty, staff, and family members may all apply. Don't wait. Join the growing number of people protecting their dreams with life insurance. To learn more, visit FSUAlumniBenefits.com. That's FSUAlumniBenefits.com. Now, on to the episode. Here today on Echoes, we welcome in Chief Financial Officer for the State of Florida, Jimmy Petronas. Jimmy, you grew up in the Big Bend. You worked in a family-run business like so many other folks in the Panhandle. Was it always your dream to end up at Florida State, or is that just the journey that you needed to take to get to education? Well, my dad would uh, roll it over in his grave if I started your uh, your question with this answer. Daddy grew up in Tallahassee off of uh, North Monroe. He started off at University of Florida. Uh, he wanted to do uh, ROTC. Florida State then started an Air Force ROTC program, which is where he wanted to end up. So dad transferred to Florida State. And ever since he went to the very first Florida State football game he always had season tickets and um, it was always our household was just you know just filled with Seminole tradition and, and love for Florida State I think it had been a huge disappointment for him if I went anywhere else so you know the, the, the funny part of this is now in my family my wife Katie 
and my two little boys, my wife, Katie, she's a Seminole graduate, but she's always been a Gator at heart. So now the family problem we've got is, is our children, are they going to be Seminoles or are they going to be Gators? So I just pleaded with my wife, said, look, whatever the first child is, we didn't find out the gender. If I could have the first child influence them, then she could do whatever she wanted to do on the second, third, fourth child, what have you. So the first child was a boy named Theo. Theo became a Seminole. And then our next child, which we didn't find out what it was going to be, was a little boy also named Johnny. Well, of course, I didn't know it, but Johnny wanted to be just like his big brother. So so unfortunately for my wife, she's got a uh, house full of Seminoles and she's outnumbered. But you know what? It's uh, it's still we uh, we always root for the Seminoles, but we're a divided household when it comes to uh, third week in November. That sounds to me like proper parenting. So well done on your side. From your time when you you stepped on campus at Florida State, you from an early age have been involved in public service. You're one of the few people I've ever heard of that's been appointed to a role by both a Democrat and a Republican governor. When and how did that passion be, for public service become part of your journey? You know, when I meet with mom and dads and they've got a child that wants to go into public service or interesting studying political science, I, I tell them, look, no disrespect to any of the incredible programs we have all over the state and the universities and what they afford to those students in their education. But the best way to interpret uh, day-to-day government operations was at Florida State. This is the university that's here with our state capital. Uh, I started off with an internship in the, in the, the Florida Senate, working for a Democratic senator. Later on, as I developed, working in my family, business, relationships with Republican legislators, you start to understand your own philosophies and principles as you start to develop a household and family and you get fine-tuned. You know, ultimately, I settled that, you know, my my beliefs are are more aligned with the Republican Party than than any other. So this is where I have now, you know, focused on my my principles, my decision making and at least where my uh, my heart lies. But I I tell people all the time, again, if you want to understand politics, you've got to be in Tallahassee. And if it wasn't for Florida State affording me this opportunity, I wouldn't have the foundation of where I am today. You you mentioned you've been a part of both sides of the aisle. You've been in various roles, and now you have risen, if you will, to chief financial officer. And that's an amazing sounding title. To the layperson listening to this, to the FSU alumnus who may not be fully versed on politics, what is that day-to-day role like for you? What does the chief financial officer do? I tell people all the time I get to be the state's business manager. I keep the trains running on time. I pay all the bills. I manage all the invoices. Uh, I'm also the state's fire marshal. I regulate insurance agents. I do a lot with insurance fraud and investigations with arson. We even have the state's bomb squad as part of our, our mission here at the Department of Financial Services. But, um, you know, probably more of an emotional uh, champion that I like to, to, to advocate for is our first responders. And whether it be the Surfside condominium collapse Hurricanes Irma or Michael uh, or Sally or dealing with just a family's need, dialing 911. Our first responders take a lot of pride in, in the job that they do, and I like championing their safety net. I like to remind people all the time that you don't have 
you know, good businesses relocating the state of Florida. You don't have safe communities, good schools, um, you know, a robust economy unless you have this safety net that works 24-7, 365. People will not make an investment where they don't feel safe. And in other parts of the United States where they're defunding the police or not pure prosecuting crimes or they're firing on first responders that, that respond to a 911 call, I'm just proud that that stops at the Florida-Georgia line. We keep that quality of life here in Florida because we take care of our first responders. So uh, I get to wear a number of hats, but that's one I'm very proud of. Um, I'm also very proud to be the first graduate on the Florida cabinet since Jim Smith. So I take a lot of pride in my time at Florida State. I'm pretty obnoxious for my love for the Seminole Nation, but it's really afforded me to do now in my professional life. That's uh, that's an incredible amount of impact and responsibility that you have there. I, I think when you said you paid the bills, I'm going to leave all that to you. I've got enough of my own, so I'll let you handle the rest of the bills. So um, you're one of the more proud Knowles that I know. When Every year when you roll into the parking lot at the Civic Center for the homecoming parade, you've got an incredible smile on your face. You love being around other Seminoles. You've stayed engaged ever since you were on campus in 95 and 96, which was a pretty good time to be a Seminole in all aspects. What sticks out to you about your time on campus in the mid-90s? The the impact that my professors had on guiding me where I am today. Um, You always had an advisor assigned to you at the School of Social Sciences, but I'd usually go out of the way to find whichever professor I connected with. In this case, it was uh, Doug St. Angelo. I took every class that he offered, and uh, he and his wife are always super interested in, in you know, these young students and what their future could be and, and influence to help us be effective with our times and, and our, our path forward. Uh, Steve McNamara is another one who took every class he offered, was um, was always available, liked to see, you know, young students, you know, develop into professionals. Uh, Charles Billings, uh, still to this day, I remember how he helped me understand how to be more develop, uh, mature and develop my understanding of, of politics and culture. So, I mean, day in, day out, I remember taking classes at Diffenball and Williams and Bellamy Building, and all these buildings had their own unique characteristics. And Still, probably one of my most treasured moments is after graduation, jumping into the fountain at Ruby Diamond. So, you know, so many experiences I'll treasure at, at Florida State, but, you know, only these can happen if you're a student there on campus, and I'll treasure those forever. It, it's so good to hear you say something that so many of our fellow alumni echo in that Florida State has beautiful buildings, but Florida State is not the campus itself or those bricks and mortar, it's the people. And to hear you rattle off people that impacted you uh, is is just a, a sentiment I think a lot of fellow alumni feel. Um, you, you have a unique perspective in not only what you did on campus, but what you've done professionally in the value of the Seminole family and the Knoll network. How has Florida State and fellow alumni opened the doors to get you to where you are today? That's the the great thing about Florida State. You had an opportunity for Seminoles helping Seminoles. Um, And I I encourage people, whether it be a local association, a local chamber of commerce, or in this particular case, the Alumni Association, uh, it's an incredible way to leverage your time spent at Florida State and maximizing it. But I tell people all the time, you get what you're willing to, to get out of it, what you're willing to put into it. So being a part of the Seminole Alumni Association has been great for football games. But after graduation, you know, I love seeing the grads that I went to school with reconnecting, um, you know, my, my 
college roommates that I had from from living there at Florida State. But then you you always hear the relationships that my fraternity brother did this for me, my sorority sister did that for me, and now they're adults that are ten or fifteen years removed from the education process. So you know none of those relationships or those unique opportunities to expand businesses or or, or grow just a you know a chance to to you know grow in life is is all based on the foundation that they developed um, and at Florida State. So, I mean, the development can be professionally, financially, you know, it's just whatever you can make of it. But Florida State was the, the start for all of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on the spot because you and I both go back long ways, both families who have, we grew up in Doak around Seminole sports, and we have a considerable amount of sports history. I'm going to give you a difficult question here because I know you and I are both giant Seminole sports fans, if you could choose any two games in any sport at any point in the year for you and I to go to, we're going to get tickets and go see only two Seminole games. What would those games be? Who, what sports would they be and where would they be? You know, um, I remember just yesterday sitting in the student section for the choke at Doak. I still get emotional talking about it. I remember it was 31 to three going to the fourth quarter and I'm sitting in the end zone and I told my friends, you know, I'm just not going to sit here and I'm going to get the heck out of here. And I don't want to hear any more of this gator garbage. My buddy reminded me, he lived over at Spanish Oaks. He says, Jimmy, you're blocked at our apartment. So I said, all right, well, I guess I'm stuck. So stick it out. And then we were in the end zone where all the, those touchdowns were scored in that fourth quarter. And I remember Coach Bowden doing a press conference afterwards. He kind of slipped up on purpose and said, you know, that was the best win, I mean, the best tie that I've ever had. Uh, that game meant so much to me as a student. Um, and I just, again, treasure that time sitting in the end zone watching Florida State make that comeback. The other game was uh, I got a very special opportunity to go with my dad with the team to fly to Ann Arbor, Michigan uh, for Florida State to play. And, you know, my dad's not a very emotional person. After we just beat the hell out of Michigan and Terrell Buckley opening the game up with interception return for a touchdown and seeing my daddy cry after that win, um, you know, there's just some life experiences I'll treasure forever that wouldn't happen if it wasn't for the opportunities at Florida State Universities or even just going to a simple football game. Um Anyway, uh, those 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 games probably meant the most to me. The episode will continue after a brief message from one of our sponsors. Hello, Florida State University Seminoles. Want to partner with FSU to show your school spirit? FSU specialty license plates are a great way to do just that. Stop by your local tax collector's office and get yours today. To learn more, visit fsu.edu slash mytag. Go Knowles! Now, back to the episode. Yes, I, th- those are two fantastic ones. Um, I remember that was in the days before... Uh, before the stadium was no re-entry. And so you could go out on Thanksgiving weekend and make a turkey sandwich and bring it back in and watch the the fourth quarter comeback. So I remember sitting in that same game with you. I certainly remember Michigan. And I would say um, you and I were probably in the same place. And, and I was sitting with my father as well. The moment Scott Bentley hit the field goal in the Orange Bowl that got the monkey off our back in our first national title, I'll never forget the deafening roar in the Orange Bowl that night when when that kick went through the uprights. It was all off our back, and we were a totally different program that night. 
Yeah, I still got that Sports Illustrated issue with Scott Bentley on the front cover. Um, there's just been so much good that Florida State has accomplished under Coach Bowden's leadership, and uh, I'll treasure the gifts of what he has done for Florida State University through the years and all those good times. All righty, rapid-fire questions to finish. Garnet or gold? Garnet. Beat Florida or Garnet, beat Miami? Garnet. That's a tricky question. You know, I'd say beat the hell out of both of them. But my wife's a Gator, and I like being happily married to my wife. So at the end of the day, if she's listening, I just want to let you know, beat the hell out of Miami. <laughs> Sounds good. What's your favorite place on campus? You know, I would probably say the fountain out in front of Ruby Diamond. Uh, that's just a moment I'll never forget uh, as a part of the campus. Uh, and there was always, you know, going to Port Paul's to shoot darts. Last question. Florida State University in a single word. Oh, man. Maturity. Maturity and understanding the development and what life's all about. What's important is Florida State helped me get the best grades that I ever got in my entire college career, my two years at Florida State. Uh, and really because of the environment, um, the teachers that I had, and uh, they just made, uh, made a difference in my life. It's, yeah, maturity in one word. Awesome. Well, Jimmy, we appreciate your service to the state of Florida. We appreciate your engagement and continued interaction with Florida State. I think so many Seminoles listening right now will echo many of the sentiments you have on just how it touched you and how it opened up the doors. And, and we appreciate you being uh, one of our um, the face of Florida State wherever you go. And we appreciate you being on Echoes today. Well, look, whenever y'all come to the Capitol, please, my office is your office. It'll always be open. I'd love to have a cup of coffee with you when you come by. Go Knowles. Go Knowles. Hi, I'm Shari Williams, class of 2006 and member of the FSU Black Alumni Network. Are you enjoying the podcast so far? Take a moment to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, leave a review, or share an episode with a fellow Knoll. It's easy to do, and it helps us reach even more Seminole alumni with our show. Thanks, and go Knowles! The Echoes podcast is edited and produced by Janicia Britt, Assistant Director of Communications and Editor-in-Chief of Vires, the official alumni magazine of Florida State University. Myself, Sarah Gray, Digital Media Coordinator and hosted by Keith Cottrell, Director of Seminole Clubs. For more alumni news, be sure to follow us on social media at FSU Alumni. For general university news, head on over to news.fsu.edu. Thanks for listening and go Knowles!